Welcome into the Horror's Edge podcast. My name is Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing and breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible with me. Somebody loves horror movies and always has. And me, who married into it. And you are not happy about that one bit today. And we're still a relatively new podcast. And with that being said, if you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, share it with your friends to help us grow. But the best way they can help us only takes you about 10 seconds. Drop a review on whatever... Uh, podcast platform it is that you're listening to this whether it's apple spotify anchor or wherever the hell else we are probably everywhere um take about 10 seconds drop us a uh star rating and if it lets you throw in a couple words this truly helps us gain a new audience and uh very very much appreciated we're on all the socials facebook twitter and instagram at the horror's edge uh and contacting us either through direct messaging or posting on our comments is the best way to get in touch with us. We love open discussions, whether you love the movie that we hated, hated it like Stacy probably hated today's movie, but we'll get into that. Uh, have some different opinions that you want to throw in there, or even a cool fact that you know about the uh, movie, throw it in there. We'd love to have that discussion. That's what this is all about. And today we are discussing 2016's film, Terrifier. Uh, we saw it on Tubi. It's free to watch right now, uh, which I could not say a little bit ago. I was eyeballing it for a while, uh, and it's very tough to find, but it finally came out on a free uh, streaming platform. Uh, so highly recommend that you check it out yourself before diving into uh, the full experience. This is not a movie for everybody, and we will definitely get into that. So we're going to keep this spoiler free for the first half of this. We'll let you know when spoilers are coming, so... Uh, First thing, we're just going to kind of talk about the movie. Now, this is one that I have seen before. Um, I think that I've seen it twice or maybe like two and a half times. I didn't finish it. Uh, get it at half. <laughs> you might get it more when you see the movie. Uh, yeah, this is a powerful I movie. I wish I didn't see this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. Like uh, I've been picking movies that... I absolutely love to review, and a couple, like when we did the Halloween thing, I'm like, I'm not looking forward to doing Halloween, uh, insert title here, there's a couple of them, but uh, for the most part, I've been picking movies that I absolutely love. This one, we'll find out whether I absolutely love it or not, but it is very different, and going into it, I knew Stacy's gonna fucking hate this movie because she has only given I think one movie below a five on the yeah I just kind of looked one back and one of them was Halloween I gave it a one yeah so she's been very very gracious with her ratings and I knew that she would not with this one so I figured it'd be a fun back and forth between somebody who enjoys this style of horror and somebody <laughs> who I know from personal experience she hates this fucking type of horror yes. but it's going to be cool to dive into it to figure out what it is that she hates about it and uh going into it so without even getting too much more into it Obviously, you never saw this previously, correct? Correct. But I've seen, like, I knew that this, there was a second one, so I obviously knew there was a first one coming. Correct. Now, what did you know about the series in general? It, it had a clown. It, that's it? Like, I, I knew that it had, like, a like a killer clown. Um, I didn't exactly know what he looked like, mm -hmm. but I knew that it was a clown. Gotcha. Just based on, like, the posters and... um. Like the promos. Yeah. Not promos, because like I didn't see any like trailers, but just word of mouth type of stuff. 
Yeah. Like so I know that I've, I told you previously, like when I went to see Terrifier 2 in theaters, like these are some extraordinarily graphic, gory type of movies. Yes. Like I, I've heard people very much not enjoying it to the, to the point where like there was like trash cans in the movie theaters. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I had okay. some sort of like, I guess, inkling that probably wasn't going to be my favorite. But I do have to say, like, we've reviewed many movies. I off the top of my head, I can't think of exactly how many. But the fact that this was the breaking point in this podcast with you where I said, I wish I didn't have to finish this movie and I wanted to just throw in the <laughs> towel. You know, praise to you. Good for you. You've made it this far without me saying, I freaking hate that I have this ring on my finger and I committed to this type of content. Yep. So uh, I first saw this uh, quite a while back. It was probably like 2017, 2018, and I saw it on Netflix. And literally nobody was talking about this movie. Uh, it was just something that I, ran I was bored in a hotel one day and I randomly came across and I was like, oh, that looks pretty stupid let me check that out and uh whoa so then i went and recommended that to several of my buddies who enjoy these type of movies and they went out and recommended it i'm not saying by any means i started this recommendation <laughs> train if it's on if it's on netflix enough people know about it okay <laughs> but this is a movie that when it came out nobody really knew about it um now it was based off of another movie called uh i believe all hollows eve I was going to say, Back I, in think, 2013. I think that that um, showed up like as a recommendation after we finished this movie. Yeah, and I don't think that was a full-fledged movie. I believe that was uh, kind of like a short or something along those lines, and then it got greenlit for a full-length movie. So that's still one film that I need to check out to uh, get a little bit more backstory on this. And uh, now I know that it was the director's first attempt at making a film, so it's probably not going to be as I wish you guys could see my air quotes polished <laughs> as this movie is. Um, but I would still like to go back and enjoy it. Now, when I was hopping around on uh, IMDb, one thing that I like to do on these uh, special effects or not special effects, practical effects driven movies is seeing what their budget is because that stuff's typically not cheap. And I saw that it was $35,000. Extremely hard to believe that they made this film with only $35,000. But everywhere that I'm trying to look up, it says that it was literally $35,000. Um, to make the whole movie? To make the movie. Wow. And it claims that it only grossed... Uh, 75,000 which I don't believe one bit because so many people know about this movie and it has become quite the uh cult uh following Classic, or, yeah uh, yeah um uh, maybe not it says Russia box I, I honestly have no idea I can't find any numbers but that's the beauty of these early ones where they went straight to streaming I'm sure Netflix didn't pay him really jack shit for the movie and it got out there but then word of mouth helped uh spread this movie and a lot of people have seen it now to the point where about uh three years ago people were clamoring for a second one people were already putting art the clown up with some of the great horror villains out there like putting them up on the same pedestal as freddie jason and all that stuff while he only had one movie wow uh, which is absolutely insane to hear uh the fans absolutely love this character and you wouldn't know it because it's only got a 5.6 out of 10 on the IMDb rating. Um, so 
basically this movie, uh, the IMDb plot synopsis is on Halloween night, Tara Hayes finds herself in the obsession of a sadistic murderer now known as Art the Clown. Um, and that's about as far as I'm going to get into it until we get into the spoilers to uh, break this movie down. First, the way that we rate movies around here, 1 through 10. Just like you see everywhere else. One, dog shit terrible. Do not watch this movie. Don't waste your time. Don't tell other people to watch it. Ten, absolutely amazing movie. You need to watch this. It, it's something special. Five, it's average. You can watch it. It's not going to offend you. It's not going to make you feel awesome about it. None of that. Uh, it's just an average movie. What did you give this? I'm actually pretty excited to... Hear your answer. So before I give you the number, I have to just put this disclaimer out here because I feel like maybe people don't realize this. First off, this is my opinion. So let's just leave it at that. Second off, I did not grow up into horror. I did not watch a lot of horror. I don't have a lot of background and things to compare it to. I'm actually going off of it very blind because I... Let's be real. I've only been watching horror movies, like really actually watching them with you for the last eight months, maybe or so. Well, so I've been forcing you to watch horror movies since we got together. However, I know your personality. I know what you will like and absolutely hate. And there are very, very few movies that I know that you're absolutely going to hate that I force you to watch. I kind of cherry pick the ones to watch with you and the ones to watch without you. Yes. I knew that this would be one to watch without so, you. So with that being said, there's been a lot of movies that I've watched that I know are more in my wheelhouse and my comfort zone. This absolutely is not one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't really want to give you a number because I don't want people to jump down my throat, but I have to be honest in how I feel about this movie. And I'm giving it a two. All right. I couldn't give myself the one because there was parts of this movie that I actually, I don't want to say enjoyed, but I. I you got give, a kick out of. Not a kick out of, but I liked where they were going with it. There are certain gotcha. aspects in the movie that I thought were very unique. Again, might not be unique to the, the industry of horror, but they were unique to me in this movie. So I couldn't give it a solid this shit hate this shit sucks this is a two to me and i feel very confident in that too but i don't know after this episode will be released if i feel that way after all of the hatred that i'm probably gonna get <laughs> uh so please be nice <laughs> so i kind of went back and forth a little bit on my rating for this movie and i settled around an eight um the practical effects that they use in this movie are top-notch uh, for the most part. There are some things that they went way too heavy on, and it just didn't work. Um, and I'll discuss that when we get into scene-by-scene -scene breakdown of what I thought did not work and what I thought did work. I thought the villain in this movie was absolutely awesome. Terrifying. It's yeah. a very scary villain. They do a very good job of making you hate him, while at the same time, he has his quirkiness to him, to where it's not like I completely despise everything about this character that's in front of me. You, you kind of have fun with him, but at the same time, you're disgusted by the things that he's doing. Yes. Um, I would like to say that the reason that I give it a two, I, I didn't actually explain why this movie does not hit my comfort zone. 
the the graphics and the goriness of this movie are ridiculous. They're over the top. We were going to have lunch and I was going to eat lunch and I'm glad I ate it beforehand because I don't feel like eating for the next 15 days. <laughs> I The sounds and the visuals to those sounds made me so sick to my stomach. The things that I did like is I liked it how it was like almost like an old timey like movie. It felt, I guess, vintage in yeah. the filter that they put on it. And I liked the the character, the killer of Art the Clown, his mannerisms and the way that he walked and just kind of his, I guess, demeanor throughout. It did win a point for me. But overall, very uncomfortable. It had my heart racing. And many times I wanted to just throw in the towel and say, all right, I'll just say that I didn't like it and just never finish this. But I finished it, so yay me. <laughs> uh, good job. Um, the actors and actresses, for the most part, did serviceable. I'm not going to say anybody did phenomenal besides Art. Art was absolutely amazing in the character that he was performing. Yes. Uh, Tara did pretty good throughout her role. Victoria, I enjoyed. Dawn was your typical blonde in a horror movie, but whatever. Um and then a couple of the other guys that are in here that had smaller roles, like Matt was, a th- or Ma- Mike was a throwaway character. Will was a throwaway character. The uh, homeless cat lady throwaway character. But uh, they all played into what, I don't even want to say the plot, because realistically there isn't much of a plot in this movie. No. Um, and we'll get into that during the uh, breakdown, but... Those are the small things that kind of drove it from being a 10 because this was incredibly original. It had such a unique bad guy in it. It was incredible practical effects for the amount of money that they dumped into this. Uh, For the amount of money that they had, it was extraordinarily well made. Uh, If that's true, they only spent $35,000. I've never seen a $35,000 film look so good, especially with how difficult some of these scenes had to have been to make um just overall i thought that it was a really good horror movie especially something that is just uh throw it on the shelf and then send it to your buddies hey check this out on a random day um or don't you know or don't (laughs) uh so before we get into the breakdown who is going to like this movie and who is not going to like this movie i think the only people out there who are going to like this movie are people who love horror movies and people who love practical effects. Yeah. Anything, be, if and you have to like both of those. You have to love horror movies and you have to love practical effects. If you don't love one of the two, like you, you love horror, but you like it when they don't show things, or you love practical effects, but you, you don't like the horror aspect of it, you're not going to like this movie. But if you hit both of those, this is an amazing movie for you. And I have to say that when I was faced with like, what is a horror movie? This is like copy and paste what I think in my head as a horror movie as like the genre. And obviously I've been shown that that's not true, but I think that's why that this hits so like Raleigh is because this is what I think of when I'm like, Oh, I I don't like horror because this is like what I don't like. And this is what I feel like I always thought it was. And that's why it makes me uncomfortable is because 
I thought it has to be super over the top and super visually gro- yep. gross and like to the point where I always cover my face and my hands and I use a lot of <gasps> like, that's actually almost the opposite of what most horror movies are. Right. But not having that None. that um feeling of what it it could be, that's what I've had in my head of what it is. That that's why it's rated so differently for me, and I'll I'll take it, I'll I'll own it in the fact that this is not my type of horror movie. This is not my type of um stuff. I I don't like watching it. I don't like to hear it. Obviously, yep. it just makes me feel very uncomfortable. Where I I liked Saw, and there's a little kind of thread that I can kind of see with Saw and this movie. But it goes way over the top that it's like, all right, I'm done. I'm I'm pulling yep. in my, um, I can't think of what I was going to say, but I, I I'm pulling well, out. I, I think a good representation is Saw has some very visceral moments, but it will be like a thirty second visceral moment followed by ten minutes of detective work and who done it and stuff like that, and then another thirty seconds to a minute of a visceral moment, and then more build up. Whereas yeah. this is like. Let's have a four-minute extreme film session followed by two minutes of story, followed by another three minutes of extreme, uh, followed by two. It, it's, there's no breaks on this ride. Yes, and I think that's what gets me is the fact that I never let my heart stop. So racing. let me ask you then, is to you, because a lot of horror fans will tell you right off the bat, like talking to other horror fans, uh, Gore does not make something scary, which I completely agree with. If you only show gore, that's not what is scary. Movie like Cannibal ha- Holocaust is... This didn't scare me. This grossed me out. Gotcha. That's what I was going to ask before you rudely interrupted my <laughs> conversation there. Uh, a movie like Cannibal Holocaust is just straight up disgusting, and to me, there's no fear in that movie. Whereas a movie like this does... To me, it did a good job of bringing fear into you because of the sick and twisted uh, things that are going on inside of this guy's head. Like, if you are trapped inside of this warehouse with this guy, you're in trouble because he's not just killing people. Uh, And the the couple that he does just kill are the lucky ones. Mm -hmm. He is maiming you. And to me, that's terrifying. Uh, terrifier. Uh, so this was not scary to you. This was just gross. It scared me in the fact that it it could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there wasn't necessarily a reason that he chose the people he chose. So in that aspect, it scared me. I, I get scared of the dark easily. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is just kind of a, he kind of cherry picked them for from what I'm understanding in the movie, there was no reason that he picked the people he picked. Okay. That scares me. So really to you, the only scary part of this movie is the concept of somebody murdering somebody randomly, not like the, the, uh, the high intensity sequences didn't scare you. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, So from here, we're going to dive into the scene-by-scene breakdown of this movie. So it will contain heavy, heavy spoilers if you haven't seen this movie. And this sounds like you're a cup of tea. Check it out. I'm not going to suggest this movie to everybody because, 
quite frankly, it is not for everybody. Uh, this movie is only for the hardcore horror fans out there who enjoy this type of specific stuff, uh, which goes in total with why this movie did not do as financially well as something else that has this type of popularity behind it. Anyway. What can you think of a movie that's similar in this that is very popular? Uh, Saw, Hostile. Okay. I would say that they're in the same vein, but they're not a slasher. That's the only difference. This merges the two categories together. Okay. Uh, I guess that's the best way that I can put it. Or, yeah, if you have an extraordinarily gory Friday the 13th, that's what this is. Okay. Um, so let's dive into a scene-by-scene breakdown of this movie. Once again, heavy spoilers. If you have not uh, checked this movie out and you want to, go ahead, come back, listen to what we have to say about it, because we're going to talk heavily about it. So the movie uh, director, uh, Damien Leon, actively made Art the Clown as different from its Pennywise as much as possible. So that way there's no comparisons between the two, despite knowing that they would have it because they're both clowns. For example, Art doesn't have hair. He isn't colorful at all. He doesn't speak at all. Yes, which it actually took me a minute to realize that he was sort of mime-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I did appreciate the fact that everything that he's doing, he doesn't say a word. Yep. And it was funny that you mentioned that he was trying to not compare him or to not get comparison to Pennywise because there was a part where he's laughing and I thought to myself, oh, Pennywise, the laughing clown. Yep. Which I get why it's kind of like subtly in there. It probably wasn't on purpose, but that was what I kind of thought of when he was laughing. And yep. It made me laugh because, again, it's very different. They're very different characters. So uh, David Howard Thornton, the guy who played Art the Clown, uh, described Art as an evil Mr. Bean. He was always inspired by their silent and physical actors such as Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Lon Chaney, uh, Doug Jones, and Jim Carrey. And you can tell a lot of like the Charlie Chaplin, Jim Carrey crossovers inside of this character. Like, if you take the violence out, the type of miming that he does is a direct cross between the two of those to me. Yeah, I can see Uh, that. I don't know the other people, so I can't speak in behalf of them. Uh, And the original Art the Clown in All Hallows Eve in 2013, Michael Ginali, decided not to reprise his role due to how long it would take to apply the heavy prosthetics and makeup. What a fucking mistake. Right. This is such an iconic character. Uh, in this movie, and he no longer has his name attached to it. That's now David Howard Thornton, and he owned this character. Uh, he goes over uh, conventions all over the world now for this movie alone, and he does pretty well off of it. Um, that name sounds super familiar, so I'm just I trying to. I don't think he's in anything besides this, really. Um, I don't know why it sounds very familiar, though. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see what IMDb says. He is in Terrifier, Terrifier 2, Nightwing, Escalation, and Gotham. He's also... One episode. He's coming in um, the mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. He's huge in the horror community now because of this movie. So the movie opens up uh, with some dark, ominous-style music over titles, and there's a static TV talking about a lone survivor of a massacre, and the person is completely blurred up, but you can tell that they're just banged up to shit. Uh, finally, it kind of clears up, and you can tell that uh, the lady's face is just 
mangled, like beyond belief. Absolutely um, gross. Yeah, it's it's hard to look at. And the uh, person who's interviewing her is like, what's your first reaction when you woke up and you saw your face? She's like, I wish I was dead. Okay, and what's your reaction now? She's like, well, I learned how to live with this. Most people are scared of me when they look at me. So I now live my life in almost complete isolation uh, because that's the only way that I can deal with it. Other than that, I can't stand people constantly staring at me or being scared yeah. of how I look. Like I'm just trying to be a person and it, I can't. It has to be so like just overwhelming to like have people just stare at you and you know for a fact why they're staring. They know the story. They know how you got the way you got it it just has to be so like overwhelming feeling that like you can never live a normal life because of this one night yep yep you your life is entirely different now people will say hey you survived you won but did you because what is your life now right like yes you survived like physically but mentally you're just yeah you're there. done you're there you're there so the, they zoom out of the tv and you can see art the clown is watching it and he smashes the TV and gets ready for some more fun. He's putting makeup on, he's gathering and preparing his weapons. And then we go back to the TV interviewer and she's on the phone with her husband or boyfriend or something like that. And she's just talking all types of shit about the person that she just interviewed and how gross she looked. And, Oh man, you don't even know how bad it was. I had to sit two feet away from her and look at her. Um, and she keeps thinking something's in the closet. So finally she goes to, check it out and there's nothing there but behind her was the woman that she interviewed and she just hops on top of her and pokes her eyes out oh. and leaves her alive but horribly disfig disfigured just like she is and the title card of terrifier kicks in so now we are uh with two uh friends tara and dawn uh walking down the street in some slutty halloween costumes and they decide not to drive, uh, Tara does, because they're drunk, they're shit-faced. And she's like, yeah, I don't feel like dying tonight. And as soon as she said that, you can see Art the Clown walking towards them <laughs> in a, uh alley, carrying a sack of weapons. And uh, he's just looking super creepy. And Tara notices him first, and she's like really freaked out by it. But then Dawn sees him, and she just starts messing with him. So they decide to go to a hole-in-the-wall pizza place because if they eat some food, they're going to sober up and be able to be able to drive. Of course. Uh, that's how it goes. One slice of pizza and you're good to go. Yeah. So as they're there talking, Art walks in and he sits down and just stares at them oh, and mimes like at them. so disgusting. The way he looks at these girls, like, granted, I've never had a creep like that look at me, but I can tell how it feels to have somebody just like stare at you and you feel like they're looking through your entire body. Yeah. Just his eyes and the way he looked, I was like, all right, I am, I wish I could tap out right now, but we're only five minutes into this movie. Yeah. David Howard Thornton, uh, who played art had previous miming experience, which he utilizes in his performance. Actually, in order to get the role when he was, uh, trying out, he ended up getting the role by uh they had them test a scene where there was this head that they needed to mess with the blood or something like that so he was messing with it holding it above his head drinking the blood and then he puts it back down and then adds salt to it because it didn't taste good or something and then did it again that's oh what got god. him the roll <laughs> oh my god yeah so some crazy crazy stuff <laughs> uh 
So they're in there and Tara's completely freaked the fuck out at this point, but Dawn is whatever. So she tries to break the tension by getting a picture with Art. And she goes over there and sits on his lap and is like moving his head around because he wants nothing to do with her. He's just staring at Tara. And uh, she takes the picture with him and goes back to the seat. And Art gets up and he's miming the whole time, like pointing over there at a little vending machine, grabs a quarter off of uh, the pizza guy's tips and puts it in, gets a ring out and gives it to Tara. And Tara's just freaked the fuck out. And uh, the owner kicks Art out for doing something. They didn't say what it was at this point. And he tells the other guy to grab a mob with some bleach and get back in there. Uh, So the girls leave and uh, they get to the car to drive home because they're both freaked out. And Dawn's car has a flat tire and she doesn't have a spare tire because it's already on the car. Uh, So we find out that Art was in the bathroom and he was rubbing his shit and blood and all this other stuff all over the walls and all over the bathroom, spelled his name out of his own feces. Uh, And this poor pizza guy has to clean all this up. Uh, I laughed because he says, yeah, you're having the guy that handles the food handle this. Like, how disgusting. (laughs) I would never go to that pizza place ever again if I knew that. Imagine making minimum wage and have to clean that up. I mean, just the visual of like the stuff all over. Like, I've been in a gross bathroom. but Yeah, that was a bad one. That was absolutely disgusting. So Tara calls her sister. Her phone is dead. Tara's phone is dead. So she has to use Dawn's phone. She calls her sister to pick her up and uh, tells her, hey, we need your help. I know that you're busy studying for finals, basically, but uh, we're stuck. We need your help. So Tara's clearly freaked out at this point, and she's constantly checking over her shoulder while in the car waiting for Art. And back at the pizza shop, so we're cutting scenes at this point. Back of the pizza shop, uh, Art killed one of the uh, pizza guys, cut his head off, and turned it into a candle. It was the, the guy- owner. Yeah. The uh, guy who was cleaning the bathroom finally got done, and he was washing his hands and then finds it, and turns around, and Art's there, and he chops his fingers off with the machete, mm. shoves a small knife in his face, and it keeps flashing between... Uh, the girls and the guy that he's killing and he's just torturing him. Like he's not killing him. He's torturing him while he's still alive. Just constantly stabbing him in places where he's not dying and just dissecting the hell out of the person. Uh, so he finally kills that guy and the girls Tara needs to go to the bathroom. So she sees this worker outside and of this, uh, it's like, like an warehouse. apartment complex warehouse or something. They're in some type of weird downtown area. Yeah. Which, why they were there to start with, I know that they were there for a party, but like that didn't look like a heavy populated area. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> it to It looked out. like a deserted warehouse street. <laughs> so I was trying to figure that out because they were at the pizza place. Was was the car where they they are in now, is that where the party was? It seemed that way. So it seemed like uh, the party was in walking distance of the car. Why they didn't just walk back to the party or wherever it was that they were, I I don't know. Okay. Maybe they met up with friends and the friends dropped them off back at their car. Yeah. They didn't really say. Uh, I just was trying to piece it together. Yeah, they left that part blank, like how they got there to begin with. It was the party right down the road. If so, why didn't they just go hang out there until their ride came? 
that would be a inconvenience for the plot line or what little plot there is. Yeah. <clears throat> I have me. to say that this guy that like that worker, I thought for a moment I was getting bad vibes from him. Like he was in on it. Yeah. So then I thought, well, maybe he was in on it. Maybe, maybe he was the clown. So, I mean, I liked that it kind of played that game even if yeah. it wasn't necessarily supposed to, it did play that game for me. So I enjoyed that of that uneasiness of like, he just gives this like weird vibe. Like it, you just, it's like a gut feeling. You just like see the person you're like, Oh, this isn't right. The movie does that a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and most of the times is in this building. Cause it seems like this is the building that art hangs out at. Um, so when she finally convinces the guy to uh, let her in to go to the bathroom, um, she gets to the bathroom and it's just like fucking disgusting. Uh, that guy's there because he's an exterminator. He said that there's a huge rat problem inside of the building that he's working on. But the building is, you can tell that this is squatter for druggies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Absolutely disgusting, disgusting place. Who would hire an exterminator to go in there? I don't I know. I would just burn the whole thing down. Yeah, that, that building needs some serious work. Anyway, uh, they go in there. And Dawn is in the car, and she's listening to the radio, and they hear on the radio about how Art killed the two pizza workers. But they didn't say Art the Clown killed two pizza yeah. workers. What they said was, hey, if you're in this county, be aware that a uh, person uh, that's dressed up as a clown killed uh, two workers at a local pizzeria called this place. Uh, was reported by a bystander who saw the person walking out. Yeah. So instantly she's freaked out, and then a a uh, ambulance drives right by her. Now, the ambulance that drives past on as she listens to the radio broadcast in her car was unplanned. That was a real ambulance that just randomly drove by. That's crazy. So funny, funny little coincidence. I'm sure that scared the shit out of Dawn. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, but like she didn't break character. She stuck with it, and they left that in the uh, final take, which was pretty cool. Wow, that would be scary when you're like working at a movie like that and that happens. I would I would be freaked. Yep. So uh she's a little bit freaked out now. And before she was super calm about everything, like, oh, this is all one big coincidence, whatever, no big deal. So she hears the door open and she's like, Tara, you wouldn't believe it. You were right. And she turns around and it was Art that entered the car with his creepy little smile. Oh. And uh so now we flash back to Tara. Uh, Tara goes to leave the building and is hearing some noises and checks them out. And there's this homeless woman that was hiding in the place the whole time. And this woman clearly lost her mind. She's holding a doll, calling it her daughter. Um, so going back to what you said before about that, how that guy might've been in on it. That was my original thought when I watched the movie too. I was also thinking that this woman was, uh, Art's mom. Yes. Uh, that was a thought that was going through my head. Um, so and I like when a movie does that just for the fact that it's not so cut and dry. There is some keeps great, you guessing. Yes, there's some great area. And I do appreciate that. Even if I don't necessarily love the entire story, I like the little sprinkles of kind yeah. of playing that game. So Tara almost makes it outside, but Art is standing there with a the knife just frozen in place. Like he he's literally just standing there with his arms up and a big smile with a scalpel in one hand. Like, it's such a creepy thing, and he's just standing there completely motionless. 
and she runs away, and Art's just very slowly uh, tracking her down. Now, this is a super weird part for me, so music can make or break a movie. Like, slow, ominous mm-hmm. type of music is what's typically played in this type of stuff, and they typically do in this movie. But here, they're playing some weird techno music as he's slowly, like, following her. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Am I supposed to be scared, or am it's, I supposed to be grooving to this? It's supposed to put you uneasy. <laughs> yeah, and instead, it feels like we're about to drop a beat. Uh, so anyway, um, she's hiding behind a car. Art finds her and starts repeatedly stabbing her in the ankle before choking her. I have to say that this is the part, like, that I absolutely wanted to quit. Yeah. The the most scariest thing, and this is why this movie really grinds my gears of why I don't like it, because it's so realistic in the in this instant. From little on, I was always told about stories, whether they're true or not, of always checking when you go to your car for people that would slit your achilles tendons yeah and i thought that's what he did here and i swear to god i wanted to turn to you and say i'm fucking done <laughs> i cannot because that is my biggest thing some hostile stuff it right has there. stuck with me from the littlest age until i still i get so worried i like double check under my car <laughs> anywhere i go shopping gas station wherever out to eat it is That's the funny. scariest thing for me, and when they put that in there, I know he didn't actually get her Achilles heel, Yeah, but the fact that it was like mimicking that or very close, Phil, I was ready to throw in the towel, and yeah. we weren't even halfway through this movie. Oh, and I could tell by your face, but <laughs> I could also tell that you need to finish this because we have a podcast and you have a job. So uh, <laughs> Thanks, he's stabbing her in the leg slash ankle. And he's trying to choke her uh, and then tries to poke her eyes out, basically. But she stabs him in the armpit with this, his scalpel and then runs away. Art's still silent as hell and stalking her with his scalpel. And now we are cutting back and forth between what's going on live and Victoria driving back to pick him up. And she hears over the radio about Art as well, but she thinks that's just some type of Halloween prank. Like, she hears the whole thing and... uh She's like, come on. Uh, so we're back to Tara, and she goes to run away, but the door is now chained shut. So Art chained the doors on her. And Art sees the worker and uh, tries to get his attention. She's trying to get the worker's attention, but Art grabs her and uh, injects her with something. And then he does this funny thing after he injects her, he sees her start going out and he mimes like, oh no. (laughs) And he's holding his hands up. (laughs) Just little things like that make me love this character so much. Like I hate him, but it's, it's hard to hate. So Tara wakes up, she's tied to a chain and there's tarp, a big tarp in front of her covering something up. And, uh, Art is beside her playing with some chains next to her and his whole goal here is just to scare her. Like he holds a hatchet in front of her and acts like he's going to hit her and then stops to get a reaction, does it again and gets a reaction. He does it a third time. He doesn't get a reaction. So then he puts it down and then he grabs his handsaw and then he grabs her by the hair, lifts her head back and holds it up to her neck, gets a reaction, does it one more time, doesn't get a reaction. So then he moves over slowly to the tarp and pulls it back and it's Dawn. Dawn is chained upside down and now topless. And he rips off her underwear and saws her in half, 
directly, uh, starting right at the groin and working all the way down. Absolutely disgusting. And it is extraordinarily graphic with how much it shows in this. Yes. With him cutting her in half and with Tara having to sit there and watch it the entire time. Oh, my God. God, is this, this, this is the scene that I remember. Like a lot of horror movies will have that one scene that you remember. Like, uh, we were just talking about the Achilles. That's all that I think of when I think Apostle is that one scene where he cuts the, uh, Achilles. It actually makes me like when you even just say that word, those words, it actually gives me like shivers because I can just visually and like physically feel that. Like it just gives me the greatest yuck yeah and that that's exactly what when she gets sawed in half from the the um middle (laughs) all the way down i was like the fact that they showed the entire thing was ridiculous i I couldn't believe it and i i was gagging it just again not my cup of tea not my type this movie is also not rated so that very much helped them be able to do this this was not shown in theaters anywhere uh and specifically because it, they couldn't. I mean, first off, they didn't have the following to do it, but they could not show this movie anywhere. Uh, the actress, uh, Catherine, uh, who played Dawn, actually almost died to make this scene. So that's obviously a full body mode for the hacksaw scene. And as it was being uh, created, the actress, Catherine, was trapped for over an hour in the mold. This was due to her removing too much of the separation agent, and it almost landed her in the emergency room. So crazy stuff that she was stuck inside of that mold and almost had to go to the ER to get out. That's insane. Yep. So I would stop being an actress that day. <laughs> I would, I'm done. <laughs> Well, for a lot of uh, actresses and, and actors in horror movies, being killed by a horror villain is something high on your list. Like, I would love to be killed by Freddy. That'd be awesome to see it on screen. Um, <laughs> I'll set that up. <laughs> yeah, please do. I'll go topless. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Uh, they all want to see it. So Tara breaks free of her uh, duct tape as he is cutting it, and he cuts her all the way down to, like, the top of her head. So she's still partially connected but completely split. Uh, so she breaks free of the duct tape and hits Art as he tries to stop her. She stabs him in the back and runs away. Uh, Victoria, at this point, is pulling up to the place, and Art is slowly, once again slowly, chasing Tara uh, and this time he's got a butcher's knife in his hand. Tara smacks him in the head a couple times with two by four, and she's yelling at him, come on, motherfucker, come on, get up, get up. Once again, stupid horror tropes I don't like seeing. Like, when this dude is down after he's seen him do that, just keep bashing him in the head. Don't let him get up. Mm-hmm. So she lets him get up, and as he's getting up slowly, like, you can tell he's super banged up. He grabs his foot to help himself get up. But really, he was grabbing the gun that he has strapped to his ankle and shoots her right in the shin. And you can see the bones splatter. Uh-huh. Uh, you can hear the homeless lady in another room completely ignoring the screams like, oh, I guess it wasn't time for a roommate just yet. Uh, Art shoots her in the side. And then we get this cool little under the gun, like staring at the barrel scene. Uh and then he shoots her in the head. So we're about halfway through the film, and 
both main but, characters are dead. I'll get back to that in one second. But yes, you made the point that I was getting across. So despite the shot in the cheek, Tara is still alive and Art is out of bullets. And he just gets like super frustrated, mimes that he's frustrated <laughs> and then walks away that he doesn't have bullets. And Tara is just like... It, Please kill me at this point. Uh, Victoria arrives outside and uh, somehow she instantly knows that they're in that building. I, I don't get that I part. I think but. when she called, she said we're like, she explained she was like in this creepy building. She's going to the bathroom. Okay. I, I don't remember that, but I, I could be wrong again. Mm, I wasn't. So I know. How, so almost instantly she calls to uh, see where she is. She calls Dawn's phone and art sees it ringing and then she texts her saying hey where are you hey i'm inside the building uh come around back is what he texts her um so art comes back to the body of dawn and he takes a selfie with her sawn in half <laughs> kind of just a kind of insult to injury hey you did this to yourself yeah type of deal yeah you, you messed with something that you shouldn't have been messing with uh so the homeless lady sees him uh, with Tara and he goes back to her and he just puts five more bullets into uh, her head. And he's completely emotionless when he's doing this. He's just staring. And the homeless lady sees it and he sees the homeless lady and then just turns around, smiles at her and waves. And uh, so she runs away at this point. And our... Creeps up behind the worker, hits him right in the head with a hammer. Victoria enters the building from the back while the homeless uh, lady is looking for her doll that she keeps calling her baby. She eventually finds the uh, doll, but to her disgrin, she finds the doll with Art holding the doll and just like petting it. And she's asking him a bunch of weird questions because she's a freaking weird person <laughs> and she's like oh will you show no mercy have you ever had a mother's touch and just like keeps going with these weird lines to this art gave me very um barbarian vibes with the mother character yeah and i'm thinking that's why i thought they were kind of maybe in this together and she had some part in it but i'm glad she didn't because she is a fucking wacko yeah she's a weirdo uh so she ends up hugging art and art sucking his thumb while he's getting hugged and there's a lot of jumping and back and forth between characters at this point uh between so before the worker got hit in the face with a hammer he called uh another co-worker to come over there uh because they keep having people popping in and out of this building he obviously needed a second set of hands but then he uh he died before he could pick up the phone and now we're back to victoria and she's calling dawn's phone again and here's it down in the basement she goes down there and sees dawn sewed and sawn in half uh and she sprints away and she's looking for her sister still but she's clearly terrified to search for her obviously like anybody would um she sees the homeless woman on the ground bloodied up and her chest is just ripped apart. She doesn't have skin on her chest anymore. And she doesn't have hair. Uh, she was scalped. And the other person that was laying on the ground is Art acting like he was dead. And then he gets up and grabs her. And he's wearing her oh. chest. And he's wearing her scalp. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's acting like after she runs, he's chasing her. But he's chasing her slow. And he's walking like a woman on a catwalk. Oh, my God. Whoa. It was so gross. And I... 
the visual of like what he I was trying to figure out who he was. I obviously knew it was Arthur Clown, mm-hmm. but like trying to visually see like because he obviously was like topless. Yeah, he's he's a guy. And I was like trying to figure it out. And then it finally dawned on me that he had like sliced the old Catwoman in a way to like basically like skin her to wear her as a costume. And yep. I was so grossed out. It was absolutely disgusting yep it was very visually crazy um it didn't make sense like as i was looking at him i couldn't my mind could not make sense of what i was actually seeing it took a minute to kind of get the two together yeah and i get that's what they were trying to do but it was so gross yep so she clearly can't escape because he once again chained up the other door so now every door is chained up um and uh, she runs upstairs and hides in a locker. And Art clearly knows where she is. Um, and he's just fucking with her. Like, he's staring in there, staring out, going to the side, coming back. Uh, but then a car horn starts blaring outside. And it's the other worker uh, trying to get his buddy Mike uh, to open the door for him. And Art leaves and goes to check it out. The guy almost leaves before like something clicks in his head. Maybe there's a key underneath the doormat. And sure enough, there's a key underneath the doormat. So he opens it up and goes inside uh, looking for the first worker. And he's following some bloody footsteps around to try and find it. And Art is behind him. He stabs him in the head with a butcher's knife and then uses a machete in his other oh. hand to cut his uh, head off. And this is probably the luckiest person out of everybody that artist killed that day because it was a super quick death. Yes. Uh, everybody else's horrific torture. He gets it pretty quick. Um, but it, it's still visually very, I don't want to say cool. That's probably the wrong word, but <laughs> man, the practical effects in there are phenomenal. Mm. They really are. Um, they really do get that like squishy sounds like down. <laughs> like, yeah, their sound effects were pretty good. I mean, so, like, I'm sure it's like something as simple as like Jello squishing or something, but yeah. the the sound. Yep, it's it's very very in your face. Uh-huh. So Victoria finally gets the uh, courage to leave the closet, and she sees she steps on a piece of skin on the floor, oh. and then she sees the scalp on the ground, and. Art rides into the room on this tiny fucking little bike and is ringing the bell, <laughs> just like in a classic movie with a clown on a tiny bike. Yeah. And he's clearly just fucking with her. He knows exactly where she is. She's hiding, but she's not really hiding because he knows. Uh, and she's running from one room to another and try. she sees this tunnel and she's debating running in there, but then Art just comes back from behind her and strangles her with a plastic bag, which she eventually breaks free from and grabs a nail that was on the floor and stabs him in the foot before leaving. Uh, And he's silent despite being stabbed with a nail and just looks at her and just flips her off, (laughs) (laughs) which uh, was not supposed to happen. It wasn't in the script. Uh, the, The actor just threw it in there and they actually in post production took, uh, Victoria out of the scene because it wasn't even supposed to be there. It was supposed to just be her walking away. <laughs> so then they added that in and kept it because it worked out well. Yeah. Everybody that was working on the movie was cracking up from it. So turns out the first worker, Mike, is still alive despite getting hit in the head with a hammer. He just got knocked out with a concussion. 
Uh, Victoria sees Tara wrapped in Christmas lights with the sign around her that says uh, circus. And Art hits Victoria with some type of chain whip oh, a whole bunch so of times. Brutal. And the worker comes behind Art, knocks his ass out, and then helps Victoria out of there. Once again, horror trope, knock out the bad guy, despite knowing how fucked up this dude is, instead of killing him. Yeah. And they walk out. So the worker calls 911 and helps Victoria leave. Uh, and Art comes up and bashes the worker's head and just super violently stomping on him Ugh. until his foot touches the floor, basically. Oh, my God. Uh, and then he mimes a lap to Victoria. This is the scene that you were talking about that reminded you of Pennywise a little bit, the laugh that he gave here. Yeah. Uh, Art grabs Victoria, but she breaks out of the place and then breaks back into the place again. I don't know yeah, why she very, did that. I was very she confused did. on that that scene because, like, she broke out. Why? Why not just run? Well, and it didn't make sense. Like, because if the door was locked, then she must have been outside. Why go back in? Like it just it, it yeah, didn't make sense. I, I to me. think because the thought process that she probably had was the cops are coming. So if she's just able to squeeze in, he can't, and the cops will be here before he can mm-hmm. get to her. Or if he finds a way around, she could just crawl back out that door again. Yeah. And I think that was her thought process there. But either way, horror trope thing, whatever. Uh and once again, Art's just fucking with her. Like, he can clearly get in there, but instead he puts a horn in and honks it at her. <laughs> like, oh my God, like this dude horn. is <laughs> messed up. Um, so she can hear a cop cars approaching from the distance, but then she looks over and Art hopped in the mechanic's truck and drove, rammed through the door, smashing her. <sighs> Uh, just messing her up, knocked her clean unconscious, and the cops show up to Art eating Victoria's face. Absolutely and gross. They have Art at gunpoint, and then he puts a gun in his mouth and blows his brains out. And despite all of this, Victoria is still alive. So there are two bodies rolling up to the morgue, and they're like, hey, there's going to be plenty more bodies coming. Um, guy in your rights, the guy who did this all, and the dude in the morgue was just talking disgusting. Uh, saying that he's seen it all. I'm not going to repeat what he said because it was just... Gross. Yeah, wrong. It was super gross. Yeah, it was wrong. Uh, And he sees people with... Like, he opens up the first body bag, the guy's face is crushed in, and it really doesn't phase him that much. He's just like, oof, okay, let's see what's in bag number two. (laughs) And he opens it up, and Art is just smiling at him. Like, probably dead. He looks dead. He's got the gunshot in him. But he's just smiling. And then power starts going in and out and crazy at the morgue. And you hear women's voices, phones ringing. And then Art grabs him by the throat and off off screen kills him. And then Victoria's alive. She's in a wheelchair. Her parents are picking her up. And you, as they turn the wheelchair, you can see her face. She was the girl from the beginning of the movie. So, um... At the begin, the trivia piece here is at the beginning of the film in Monica's dressing room. There's a sign which reads, "The end is just a new beginning." This foreshadows the ending reveal that the first scene, in fact, takes place after all the other events depicted in the film one year in the future, and that the unnamed, deformed girl in the interview is the final girl, Victoria. So the the initial scene was one year after everything happened. Um, so credits roll here. Um, one other piece of trivia 
is an All Hallows Eve. It's made very clear throughout the entire film that Art the Clown is supernatural and not just a human in a clown suit. In this film, it doesn't show any hint of any supernatural presence until the very end. Uh, When you get to Terrifier 2, there's a little bit more of that, much to my chagrin. Uh, I didn't like the supernatural aspect in it, if you don't include it throughout the whole thing. But I mean, I was happy with the film throughout, so one scene's not going to kill for me. Uh, Overall, this film, as we discussed many, many times, is extraordinarily graphic. Very, very much in your face with it. You are very done talking about this movie, <laughs> looking at your face. Um, it just, I, I'm, I'm very curious on how people are going to view it. There are some people who absolutely love this film. There are some people who absolutely hate this film. And I can honestly say I'm not really in either camp. I like this film, but it's also very, very much to where I can't watch it often. Now, this is my third watch of it, so I'm not going to say that I never watch it, uh, or one time is it, I can't watch it again. No, the the stuff doesn't bother me. Um, This is something that I need to be in the right mood to watch, and if I'm in the right mood, I'll throw it on and I'll enjoy it for what it is. So did Art know, like, was that his warehouse? So the... There is absolutely no reference to, did he live there? Did he not live there? Was this a random place? There was no reference to it. Um, It felt like he was squandering in this place. Hmm. Um, But at the same time, if the opening scene was one year in the future and he was preparing for yet another day of fun out in the town, then... Uh, he would be in the same place, which is unlikely because this massacre just happened at that place. Mm. They would probably tear it down. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really specify. It could just be coincidence that they happened to go to this place because there were some people. Yeah. Um, but that is about it. Uh, (laughs) you're not happy that we did this. I'm happy that we did this because, we have very differing opinions on this movie, and well, that, you know that's what? That's the, what this movie is. That's what the advantage is, is the fact that we do have very different opinions, and yet we can still sit down and watch the movie. Yep. And, well, and that's the whole point. Of, not by your choice. Well, I was forced into it. This this one I definitely <laughs> was, because you said the name, and I grumbled, and I... He said, okay. Yeah, I was very hesitant because I just knew, because you you did say beforehand, like, you're not going to like this movie. I I really don't think you're going to like it. Which was a mistake. I should have shut up and just let you watch the movie. Yes. But But, it is what it is. But you do know me. So you knew ahead of time before I even glimpsed at the movie that I wouldn't like it. This is true, but you surprised me a few times in this podcast saying that you like things that I thought that you'd absolutely hate. (laughs) So... I don't know what the hell to expect anymore, but with this one, there was very little doubt in my head that uh, <laughs> you would come out saying that this is a cinematic masterpiece, and I was just preparing you to sit down for something that you're not going to enjoy, mm-hmm. but this is the type of stuff that people like watching reviews on. I enjoy watching reviews on people who don't enjoy a movie, because then it's a differing opinion than what I have on it, um, so... Drop in the comments, please, please, please. Yes, uh, hit us up on the socials. Curious. Let us know what you thought of this movie. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did My biggest question overall is, was this movie scary to you? 
because the fact that Stacy says no kind of blows me away because I'm not scared at many movies. This portrayal of art is a terrifying character to me. Um, so let us know what you guys think. What are your thoughts on it? What do you think of my review, Stacy's review, uh, all of it? Yeah. So uh, until next time, I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. This is the Horror's Edge podcast. We'll catch you next time.